Busey Wealth Management, we're proud to partner with individuals, families, and foundations, ensuring possibilities become achievements. From preserving and enhancing your assets to securing your legacy for future generations, we're focused on your success. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth. Since 1868, member FDIC. Sunday Magazine Show. It's brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips, real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Real Estate. Hoosier Home Values 2023. Had a conversation with them earlier today about uh, home inspection. Things if you want to catch change, it, don't go check out the podcast if you missed it. How do you get a to lot the podcast? Of, you know, one of the easiest ways, it is on all of your platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, but if you go to WIBC.com, go to the First Day with Terry Stacy page, you can go there and it'll have the whole list of all of our different segments Boom. and the crossroads and all of those different segments as well with them. So with you can get books, that information yeah. anyways. Yes, or if you heard do. a little bit and you're like, I need to hear it again because me, I'm going to need to hear it again when <laughs> I get into the home buying. That they put that they did that well, for us here in the first so day. so much. Well, we thought that a, a home inspection was mandatory. Well, it's not. But if you're the seller, you by golly better do it because you could yeah. say you're trying to hide something. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. Know. We learned a lot. Uh, I'm Terry Stacy. That's Denny Smith, by the way, who's having a birthday today. <laughs> Happy birthday to Kylan Talley is here. Happy birthday, Denny. Thanks, sweetie. And you're going to go flying in the gyroplane with me this Thanks week. Thanks to you. Oh, my. I'm so excited. We're. Very happy uh, I can't believe you're doing it, Kylan. <laughs> I have begged Terry. Oh, For man. 20 years, I've offered to take this woman up in that gyroplane. She's not having oh, any of it. Oh, because I'm so excited. It is, as Pat Sullivan says, it is like a flying lawnmower. No, it's not. Yeah. Your pucker string pulls up yeah. so yeah, tight yeah, yeah, yeah. it chokes off the blood Scares supply Denny to your brain. Smith, don't make me come over there. <laughs> yeah. I love my motorcycle, and so it's little been, adventures like that, I. It's been considered for. a motorcycle in the air. It's different from a helicopter, it's different from an airplane. You're oh. going you're gonna to love oh, it because I know you ride, ride the bike. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Hey, while I'm talking to Denny, I just want to remind you all, he does a uh, segment, in case you missed it last hour, if you weren't listening, he does a segment called Investing Sense. And if you have any questions that he can answer for you uh, right here on the first day, just send him an email. Is that the best way, Denny? Yep, Denny at WIBC.com. Or Denny at if WIBC. you're not com. into emailing, but you are into social media, we're on Facebook. You can send us a message there, and I'll pass it along to Denny. Cool. Do it. I was going to have John, uh, John Michael Vincent, JMV, from our sister station, The Fan, on with us this morning to talk about the Terre Haute Sycamore baseball team. Oh, they got beat. They got Mm. beat. They were on their way to the championship game and uh, it was the best two out of three, but they were, they, uh, they lost last night. So their season is done. But, uh, so we let John, John works six days a week and I said, you know what, you stick your day off. He's on all the stations. He's a busy man and I like him a lot, but we'll let him have a minute off or two. Uh, It has been a terrible, violent week as you've heard in the news and a weekend, I should say, and we spoke 
spoke about that when we opened in the uh, the first segment. I don't want to do that anymore. You you get your news for today, but I want everybody just to take a breath for a minute because it was a, a bad a bad weekend and is and it continues. We've got more to go. Yeah, take a breath and celebrate today. Today, which is beautiful, National Making Life Beautiful Day. Go oh, find you go, some Kylan. way to make it beautiful yeah. today, right? Yeah. Wow. Uh, but more ma- more bad news. Gosh, Terry Lynn, it, Terry, I was trying. It's my birthday. What are you doing hard. to me, Ify? I just want to mention this because I can't get over it. You know I'm such an animal lover. Oh, no. And another horse was uh, another horse euthanized after suffering injury in the race after the final leg of the Triple Crown yesterday. Belmont now joins the Kentucky Derby in the Preakness in having its signature race marred by animal deaths. What is going on in the horse racing well, what industry? What happened? Did it founder? Did it break? I a didn't leg? go any what further. You know what? It just is an injury, and I'm sure it's a leg injury mm-hmm. but uh, you know I, I what again what is going on in the horse racing industry because this is not good this is really bad has it always been this bad like the kentucky Derby i've never heard of it of the, this, the last couple right. of years that's the first i've ever Every heard once it. in a but, while it would come up right. but nothing like would you like this. the good awful. news just awful. a lady trainer first time ever in horse racing won one of the, won the belmont yesterday mm-hmm. Well, good for her. I love yeah. that. Lady I do trainer. love that too. But I, until until you get this fixed, I'm not watching horse racing or having anything to do with it until this is fixed because it just upsets me. Understand? And I, I would like more people to be upset about this. You know, these horses are raised and trained and and I hope loved. But you know, we're making money off of them. People are making money Spending off of them. Spending a lot of money. Yeah, I'm going to change the subject. Run, get, the, get the jockeys off and just let them run. Change if you the subject watch it. just a little bit. You know, we talk about the Swedes and the Finns and the Norwegians with the smoke. With the smoke. What do you think the Swedish people consider cold? <gasps> this cold. Is, yeah. How? What is cold to somebody who lives that in is Sweden? A change of topic. <laughs> that really is. That yeah, what, I'm what, telling what, you. What, I don't want to talk about it. horses. I thought he was going to say they eat horse meat or something horrible. I, was, I didn't no, know that's where the, that's going. so stupid French. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, I well, don't know. Minus twenty. They don't think it's cold until it's minus twenty. Our oh, temperature. That's amazing. That's scary, and <laughs> I don't want to live there. That's, that's pretty <laughs> freaking cold, is <laughs> what I would say. I have a one yeah. of my friends that that I had at school. She was from Brazil, and so whenever she came, first time seeing snow, beautiful. It was such a good moment. And then always wearing pants. She's like, I don't know how you guys do it here. It's so, it's so cold. cold. <laughs> Not, um, nothing like nothing twelve like eleven here on WIBC. Sixty two yeah. degrees in our city, and it's very comfortable. It's the land of the midnight sun. You know, uh, summer solstice is going to be the 21st or 22nd. That's when the sun is way up by the Ar- you know Arctic Circle. And 23 hours or 23 and a half hours of sun uh, in all those northern climes, yeah. like the Swedes, the Finns, Norwegians, and even Alaska and Canada. Alaska. I've been on a cruise during that time, and it never got dark. It never got dark? <laughs> it never got, barely got dark for a minute, but it wasn't long. And it, it was, uh, it's interesting. It is, it, it whacks out my system. Yeah, I, I, I bet only, it does. I've only done that one time. I, I loved that cruise, and I really did come to like that. Uh, I just want to mention, <clears throat> excuse me, because I'm mentioning animals again. Not not dead animals. No, no, no. Marion okay. County Clerk's Office is going to be performing wedding ceremonies and vow renewals to raise money for the Friends of Animal or Indie Animals. It's called uh, Friends of Indie Animals. And this is the first annual event where couples who wish to be married or have their vows renewed can bring their dog or cat or other pet to the ceremony and this is going to be coming up on i believe tuesday okay oh. so when we get remarried i'm bringing the the dog you're bringing the cat Can and the dog the chicken? Yeah, yeah you're our daughter what do you bring you have a chicken yeah I've she got wants my to chickens. bring she can bring the chicken what? or my duck it's your pet 
whatever you because your pet is part of your family. So the weddings and va- the weddings and the vow renewals will take place outside the city county building, the city county building on Luger Plaza, and um, you can the dogs are going to be able to use the new Luger Plaza pop up pup park for potty. <laughs> <laughs> the Luger uh, Plaza pawn pop pop up. It's a lot of pop pop up pup park. <laughs> I want to do it again. The Luger Plaza pop up pup park. You know, tongue twisters like that. I got a birthday card from Carolyn Stewart, Carolyn Bob Stewart. It says, if you're happy. And you know it, clamp your hands. No, you're close. If you're happy and you know it, clamp your hams. And it has all these pictures of pigs with clamps on their heads and bodies and everything. If you're happy and you know it, clamp your hams. Thank you, Bob and Carolyn. Uh, Yes, I did read the card and I'm, I'm still laughing. If you want to get married with your dog, not to your dog. Although some of there's that's, people out there we don't know what kind of world we're living in. I've seen some people marry themselves. <laughs> no, you have not. That's <laughs> what we call novelty education. Really? Yeah. They marry themselves? That's so weird. Know. Friends of Indie Animals is going to be supported nine to noon on Tuesday if you want to do that. Okay? How much does it cost to get married again? I don't doesn't say fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Minimum fifty dollar contribution all, to the Friends of Indie Animals. There we go. On Tuesday, you can do that. Go to indie.gov if you'd like to know more about it uh, about this happening again. This is on Tuesday. All right, uh, quick break. Denny's going to talk about frozen yogurt because it's dairy month, and he found a guy that makes it's his own yogurt month. Yeah, yogurt. Uh, and yogurt and dairy month and dairy month too. It's I dairy. Thought, okay, it's dairy. All above twelve forty seven. You're listening to the first day on ninety three <laughs> WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The month of June is a month of interest to a lot of organizations. It's Turkey Lovers Month, which probably should have been November. It's Alzheimer's Awareness Month, and that makes sense because June's got the longest day. Cataract Awareness Month, Antiphospholipid Antibody Syndrome Awareness Month. Phew, that's a lot of different things to think about. But it's also National Yogurt Month. And I remember that one of my gyroplane flying buddies makes his own yogurt. Yeah, I know. We, we gyropane pilots are a bit of a strange group, but I don't know anybody else who makes their own yogurt. So in celebration of National Yogurt Month, I reached out to my gyro buddy, Kevin O'Kane, to learn about how to make my own yogurt. And he joins us right now. Hey, Kevin, welcome to the first day on WIBC. Good morning, Denny. I'm glad to be with you today. Well, it's good to have you. So how'd you get started making your own yogurt, Kev? Well, you know, back in the days when we looked at grocery store prices three or four years ago, you know, eggs were going up, milk was going up, and I bought a particular type of yogurt. I think it's pronounced Fayu, F-A-G-E, 5% whole yogurt. And the prices kept going up and up and up. And I told my wife, I said, this is just a, a product that we could make ourselves. So I did a little research, YouTube, Food Network, and some other things. 
and uh, found some recipes to follow. But uh, there's a little twist that I put in here because I also have a sous vide machine. Let's explain what a sous vide is. Yes, it's a water process. Uh, there's a water tank with a uh, an immersion stick that not only heats the water, but it circulates it. So it's like a little hot tub for your food. And you can keep precise temperatures with this machine. So we started off by doing everything from eye of round meat, all kinds of different meats and steaks, and then we finished it on the grill. But the temperature of the meat would be to perfection according to what temperature you were trying to achieve. So you thought, why don't I try this for yogurt? I did. Well, I saw some things on uh, YouTube, some recipes and some processes, and I kind of tailored my own to our own purposes, and I I really like the results now. All right. So how long does it take to make a batch of yogurt? Anywhere from 10 hours to 15 hours. I also have a particular yogurt that I, I made, and it took 36 hours. But the longer you keep it fermenting like that, the tartar it gets. And for some people, it becomes a little bit unpleasant. So you, you kind of like a, a nice medium flavor that's not too tart. And I make pretty much a Greek yogurt, non-flavored. All right. So let's get right to the ingredients. What are the ingredients that you put in there? Do you add flavors? You know, give me the basics. Well, I start off with a quart of whole milk and a quart of half and half. And then you've got to have the culture. And either you're taking it from a commercial package of uh, you know Greek yogurt that has active cultures in it, or you save a little bit from the last batch that that you had to start you know make the new one. It's kind of like uh, the sourdough bread. Oh yeah, where you, you you're always keeping a little bit back to, in order to make the next batch. Well, do you add flavors to it at that point, or do you add flavors to it after the ten to fifteen hours of cooking? You would do it afterwards, and that would be your, your fresh fruits or vanillas, I guess, anything that uh, your heart desires. But you would definitely add it afterwards and not during the cooking process. All right, so we got you don't want to disrupt the fermentation. The, the active culture is growing in their happy um, or water bath. All right, so we've got a quart of whole milk, a quart of half and half. That's a half a gallon. Do you add water? No, no water. Uh, just first of all, let's go back to the sanitation. You have to sanitize these jars. So I use uh, quart ball, ball jars. Uh, you could use mason, whatever has the uh, the metal lids that uh, you, you would tighten down as if you were canning the same product. That's pretty cool. Now, after you do this, does this stuff have to be refrigerated or you can keep that just in a jar as long as it's sealed? No, absolutely. It needs to be refrigerated because at some time you need to slow down the process or to stop the process of the culture growing. And so that's where the refrigeration comes in. So uh, let's say I, I've been in the water bath for uh, 12 hours. Time's up. And so I remove it from the water bath, let it cool on the counter until it's room temperature. Then I put it in the refrigerator. I think I understand what's going on here. What temperatures do you bring this this hooch up? <laughs> well, how, how hot do you get it in the sous vide? In the sous vide, 110 degrees, and that's where I like sous vide because it's a very precise temperature. It's not going to go up or down more than a degree, which is perfect for the uh, growing culture. Some people like to put theirs in an oven with a light on, but that's not very precise. There's other devices. There are sous- there are yogurt makers that uh, keep things pretty good. You could do it in a dehydrator if you can hold the temperatures proper or even a proofing cabinet if you can hold the temperatures just right. But I think the sous vide, the water bath, is the perfect temperature, perfect process to hold temperatures 
to pretty close to a degree uh, plus and minus 110 degrees. All right. So a quick review. The hardware is a bucket or a, a some way of making it with a sous vide circulator that monitors the temperature. That's the hardware, right? Uh, And then we need ball jars or mason jars. Now, the software, that's pretty straightforward. That's just dairy products and a little bit of active culture that you've kept back from the last batch. Exactly right. It's it's very simple. It's not complicated at all, and and the results are are wonderful. But instead of spending $8 to $10 on a jar of yogurt at the store, I'm making mine for about $3 for a half a gallon. How long does it last, Kevin? Mine lasts about three to four weeks. Put mine in individual ball jars, and you can make them even smaller jars if you'd like, which would be perfect for flavorings if you're using, you know, fresh strawberries that you know, come from an Indiana farm uh, this month, or you know, blueberries next month. Cherries are should be in season right now in Indiana, but smaller jars for flavor, bigger jars that you can keep in bulk, and then you can uh, uh, divide out, separate to uh, individual servings. To, uh, for breakfast or, or dinner. Well, that'll work. Well, Kevin O'Kane, you've been a delight, and I've certainly learned a lot. If people would w- want to reach out to you for some more specifics, what's an easy way for them to find you? Do you have an email address? I do. It would be uh, O'KaneCo at Hotmail.com. And that's O-K-A-N-E-C-O at Hotmail.com. And that Hotmail spelled M-A-I-L. <laughs> Only a gyro pilot would do that. Well, Kevin, fly safe and keep making that yogurt for us. And happy National Yogurt Lovers Month. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate you, it. You guys, that, you know, you know that you know the most interesting people, Denny, birthday boy, Denny Smith. You you just know so many interesting people that do interesting things. I had to track him down. Uh, he's a retired uh, sales rep in the plumbing industry. He's a great guy. But he's up in Ely, Wisconsin. He said, I don't want to just sit around all summer. He took a job as an aquatics director at a summer camp for boys and girls. So he's up there fighting black flies and skeeters. But What a good guy. Great conversation. He's a good guy. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. How about that? If you let it cook longer, it gets tartar and tartar. He says 10 to to 15 hours is about as long as you want to go when you're cooking it. I would say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I love yogurt. It is 1227. Kylan, trending news. Yeah, coming up this week. I know you've heard all about it already, but yep. Trump's indictment is on Tuesday and we'll have the full coverage right here on WIBC. All so day. Stay Lots tuned. Of it. Yeah, we'll have all all of the different angles. And then also, we just had some announcements for the Indiana State Fair. Some of their concert lineups have been announced, so go check that out. There's so many different artists. I'm pretty excited for a lot of them. Zach Williams is one that honestly is I love. one of my top <laughs> That's one of my favorites, absolutely. I'm, I'm really excited for him. And then um, I just saw this as well. I know, Terry, you're not super big fan of all the award ceremonies, but the Tony Awards, they're trying to figure out how to put on the Tony Awards without a script because the writer strike is still going on, the WGA. I wondered if it was strike. still going on. Mm-hmm. It is. They had some disputes, some uh, debates and everything, and they didn't come to an agreement, and so they're continuing their strike. And you know, so that, that strike is really affecting a lot. I've got a is. buddy who's in, who's a stunt actor who mm-hmm. does the stunts and stuff. He says they're all shut down because nobody's writing anything. He says, I'm out of work for that. Yeah, and it, it truly sees, you're seeing the the impact that writers do have, the the 
they're, they're an important part of the whole process Absolutely. and they're not getting enough credit. So I'm happy that hopefully something will come across with that. If you are confused about the writer's strike, because <laughs> it is hard to try and imagine all the behind the scenes. But if you're confused about what exactly is going on, what they're striking for, check out our conversation with a previous writer in Hollywood, Rick Dunkel. He is now a professor here in Indianapolis, but he spent a decade writing for Criminal Minds and producing as well. Go check that out on our podcast, uh, WIBC.com. You can find the first day uh, with Terry Stacy page or find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Coming up, huge news this week in the professional golf world. <clears throat> Excuse me, I know nothing about the game, but even people like me found this story of the merge between three entities very interesting. The more I read about it, the more I don't like it. I spoke with Purdue PGA head golf instructor about his thoughts, and you'll hear a bit of that conversation after the break on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 1236, 63 degrees in downtown Indianapolis and cloudy skies. More rain on the way later today. Last week, guys, there was some big news in the world of professional golf. I'm Terry Stacy, by the way. Hi. Denny Smith is here too. Kylan Talley. Denny's birthday. Uh, the PGA Tour, DP World Tour, and Live Golf merged commercial operations under a common ownership, and it was it was a surprise for PGA players, for fans, especially when Jay Monahan, the PGA Commissioner, said one year ago to the 9/11 Families United that this wasn't going to happen, and he said that he had some new information that changed his mind, but hasn't said what that new information is. Well, after the news, I talked with PGA head professional and director of instruction at Purdue University's Burke Boilermaker Golf Complex. And I asked him if he thinks this is about what's best for the game of golf or and its fans, or is this all about the money? I, I honestly can tell you, in, in my opinion, that that, that remains to be seen. Um, mm-hmm. I do understand the attempt to merge and to try to bring everybody back under the same umbrella um, because I think that there was a concern, there was a genuine concern out there that the, it, things may get, may get separated in such a way that we start seeing a a larger split between the two entities and you know right now it was very easy to look at look at events and look at tournaments and look at some of like the majors which the live golfers were able to still play in and you have a Brooks Kepka who's in contention for the Masters doesn't end up winning there but then plays in the PGA Championship and and ends up winning that and he is on the live tour. So I think what very likely went through people's minds was if we allow this to continue and to continue to move and get further and further away from each other, there's going to be a division in what we hope to be a collective following of the game. I think they just said, you know, the people in the 
PGA Tour thought that maybe this is a, an opportunity and a time for us to to try to bring bring us back together. And whether it works or not, I don't know. I know there was a lot of, shall we say, upset individuals that were from the yeah. tour, apparently yeah. in in the meetings that where they were when they were told. But then, you know, will some of that subside? I, I again, I don't know. I don't know enough about the topic. But it was definitely a surprise on Tuesday morning when that. Uh, when that came out, yeah. I, I, I was I was not seeing that coming. The Live Tour, my husband tells me, has a team concept that the PGA Correct. does not. And part of this merge is that that team concept will continue. What do you think about that team concept? I think it's kind of cool. It, it gives you yet another reason to play, yet another reason to compete. You're not just competing for yourself, but you're competing for teammates. I think that aspect of it is very cool. Um, I don't know this 100% what I'm what I'm about to say, but I will I will say that that I think that um, one of the things that was a, was concerning about the PGA Tour versus Live was what would happen to our one one of our largest and most popular events that happens you know every other year and that's the Ryder Cup. I just think that when you looked at your Ryder Cup potentially not having people playing in the event that you expected to be there and wanted to be there, people such as major champions that, that are uh, over on the live tour but would not be allowed to play, that seemed just very difficult to, to grasp. And even um, thinking about like the European tour, Ian Poulter, here's a guy who – is one of the best Ryder Cup players to ever play and was slated to be at some point in time, very soon, a Ryder Cup captain, yet he went to live and then he would not be able to do that. Well, with this merger, I think the possibility of those things happening again are, are definitely there. I do also wonder about the charity part of all of this because the PGA tournament money goes to charities and it's a lot of it. And I know that mm-hmm. Live is a, not a nonprofit. So I do wonder if this will hurt those charities that have depended on these tournaments, these PGA tournaments when they come into their cities. So I, I do wonder about that part of it all. I would hope that, that the PGA Tour would have a strong enough position to be able to ensure that those things will continue. Daniel Ross is with us. He's a PGA head professional and director of instruction at Purdue University's uh, Burke Boilermakers Golf Complex. It is golf outing time, and it's the one sport I've mentioned to you that I never learned to play. I'm usually uh, the beverage cart driver, but you say that everyone should learn to play golf because it is a top networking tool. This is going to benefit you in the long run. Correct. Yeah. Um, it is something that here at Purdue, I, you know, I've been a part of, been very fortunate to be a part of a, a partnership with the health and kinesiology department at Purdue in which students can take golf classes. When I started out in, in 2004, I had, I think it was eight total classes that we taught in a year. We taught four in the spring and four in the fall. And it was a great opportunity to, to work with the uh, Purdue students. And we've just evolved and, and uh, improved and gotten to a place now where you know, we're teaching 34 uh, classes a year. Wow. And But the amazing thing is, it, it doesn't matter if we have 20 classes or we have 30 classes, we still fill them all with, with 30 students in each class. It's just a basic and simple premise. The name of the class is Golf for business and life, and what we're trying to do is is just give give the uh, students lifelong skills to be able to play the game and to at least be decent at the game of golf, but be able to use that in whatever career they're going to be going into because there's just so many opportunities, whether it's to play a casual round of golf with 
some friends or whether it's, you know, an opportunity to go and be invited to play like in a company outing. We just think, think that having that basic golf skill opens up way more doors for you for those networking opportunities. 34 classes a year. This tells me that young people who, again, my perception is that this is a game that's too long for them. They need to move it quicker. You know, what they're like, what what they're doing with baseball, they're trying to move the game quicker. But it tells me that young people are still passionate about learning the game of golf. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? The pace of the game, I mean, there are different ways to, I guess, to look at how the game can be played in a quicker fashion. I mean, you know, one of the things for sure that we see a lot of here at the university level, especially. Especially, it's just people that go out and play nine holes instead of playing 18. An 18-hole round can be a four to four-and-a-half-hour round, but your nine-hole round could be, you know, an hour and a half to two hours, and you're not taking up the entire day. How much should someone expect, someone like me, to improve in one lesson so that I can get myself out there at some of these charity golf outings I'm invited to? Can I get learn enough in one lesson that will get me through that tournament? I think you can learn a lo- enough, and I, and I tell my students this all the time. Um, you can learn enough to fake it, if you will. <laughs> and what, I mean, what I mean by that is, you know, you can make a swing that will look reasonable enough, you know, that when you when you're out there. And the biggest thing about uh, learning the game of golf and and comparing yourself to the the others that are out there playing, the, the numbers like I think eighty percent of golfers shoot scores that are ninety or above. That's you know, eighteen strokes above par in a round of golf. If that's the case, the majority of the golfers out there are not playing great golf, right? There's not a lot of people that are <laughs> handicap right. golfers, you know? Right. And, and so understanding that it's just like, well, guess what? You're, you're probably a lot closer to the person standing next to you on the driving range in ability than you might realize. You've just got to be able to do things properly. Look, one of the things that, that we say all the time to the students in class, just because you're not hitting it well, doesn't mean that you, you still can't move at a good pace. You know, no. make sure that you're playing a fast round. Make sure that if you're not hitting it well and you're holding somebody up, you pick the ball up and you walk up to the green and you drop it on the green and then take your two putts and move on. At least in those situations, you're not worried about the people behind you. You're not holding anybody up and, and you're still in your time out there on the golf course. And eventually over time, you're going to improve and get better. But you know, it, it, it definitely takes a little bit of effort, a little bit of time, but uh, once you put forth the effort, I think you know you'll uh, you'll improve. Now, honestly, can you in one lesson be ready for an out an outing? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, probably not. I mean, that that's 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 not going to be the I best. Know it. The the biggest reason we do this is because we're trying to uh, increase the amount of people that are playing this great game. Yeah. And uh, that and that's ultimately, if you know, going back to our first topic, talking about the merger with Liv and the tour, like they're trying to do the same thing. Now, again, it remains to be seen if they're successful, but they're trying to get, keep as many fans and keep as many people interested in watching too. So we'll just, you know, we'll have to, watch you know closely and see what happens yeah. dan ross again pga yeah, head professional right. and director of instruction at purdue university burke boilermakers golf complex how many years dan i'm in my 20th year 2000 2004 is when i uh, wow. when i started so that's awesome you yeah. must be very yeah. happy there and the kids must love yeah. you thank you dan all right thanks so much uh-huh bye uh-huh. 12, 12.45. Thanks for joining us this morning. On the first day, we'll take a quick break. You're listening to 93 WIBC.
9.39. We're so glad you're here with us this morning on the first day, 93 WIBC. I want to tell you all something before we get to food news because for some of you, this is huge. Following a three-year hiatus, the annual Vera Bradley outlet sale is back. <gasps> yeah! This is Again, oh one of these things on your bucket list that you got to do, even if you don't love Vera Bradley, but it is like something you've never seen before. Starts Wednesday, goes through Sunday of next week. 40,000 people expected to flock the Fort Wayne area to check out these sales. The annual outlet sale runs five amazing days. You're going to find up to 70% off retail prices of Vera Bradley handbags, purses, totes, luggage, stationery. Uh, it's a thousand, one hundred thousand square feet of space, and oh people uh, on top of each other, and it's just nuts. And it's it's a, an experience. You got to have a ticket for the first three days of the sale. Thirty five hundred tickets are available for each session, and they're available for purchase at Ticketmaster.com. Next weekend, Saturday and Sunday, you do not need a ticket. You don't need a ticket, but that's even more bedlam. But you got to do it. If you'd like more information, go to visitfortwayne.com slash Vera Bradley annual sale. Again, it starts on Wednesday in Fort Wayne. I'll definitely have to go get myself a new purse. It's 100%. just so fun. You'll get a purse for like $2. It's crazy. I mean, it really is the and stuff you'll cute. see. They're cute. And, and they're, the stuff is You're really gonna good. You're going to drive three hours north to buy a purse. Oh, I've driven oh, three listen. hours for different things, yeah. Sunny. That's a great question. What have you driven three hours for that people would say, what are you doing that for? You know, but this one is, I mean, pajamas, everything. It's just fun. And Vera Bradley stuff is really nice. And you're supporting, again, a local company mm-hmm. that, uh, a women-owned company started by women. And it, it just love this one. So anyway, get out there and do it. Is it too late to talk about this Bluebell ice cream yeah, that, with the Dr. Pepper? We are about because to. Because why? Oh, my gosh. Food news. Oh my gosh, that's, a, that's no, we're not that's, the end. That's the ending song. You get that out Island. of here right now. What? There we go. Much better. The beginning of the end. <laughs> All right, before we get to, yeah, that was a perfect tease, Denny. We're going to be trying the Blue Bell ice cream, the Dr. Pepper float here in just a moment. Thanks, Dr. Pepper float, Blue Bell ice cream. Okay, first off, happy birthday, Denny, but it's also happy <laughs> National German Chocolate Cake Day. And that sounded really good this morning when I found out it was National German Chocolate Cake Day. But then Terry brought in this lemon pound cake for Denny. Oh, wasn't that good? And she apologized because it was 10 minutes too long in the oven. Do it again next time. That was wonderful. It was perfect. It's also National Corn on the Cob Day if you feel like celebrating that. All right, some food news for you. There may be some sushi bars coming to a Costco near you. If you're a Costco member and you go, they're... Right now, they're testing out a model of a sushi bar at Washington, so that might be coming to stores. Oh my gosh. And then some new men. Oh my, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to hurry. We're gonna. Because we're eating ice cream while Kylan's talking. <laughs> some oh new man. menu items that you need to keep your eye out for Chick fil A. They're gonna have new peach milkshakes coming back to nationwide stores. Mm-hmm. It originally was just in Atlanta, mm-hmm. in their Atlanta shops, because peaches, duh, but now it's going nationwide. They really do have the best shakes. I'm they kind have of excited these to try shake it. of the month stuff. It's really good. I've never had a milkshake at Chick-fil-A. Mm. I'm excited to try it, yeah. Can't do it today. You can also try Grimace's birthday meal, which Grimace. is a purple shake at McDonald's and your choice of Big Mac or 10-piece chicken nuggets I and fries. Grimace. I'm happy they're bringing it back. I'm interested if the purple shake 
first, what the heck is in it? And then second, will your ice cream machine work to be able to give us the purple shakes? Yeah. We'll see. And then finally, Taco Bell is bringing a vegan version of the Crunchwrap Supreme. Mm. Uh, Denny? Why screw it up with vegan? What if the meat... I Taco Bell messes with your stomach sometimes. And sometimes doing it without the meat might help out. <clears throat> All right. Intriguing. Okay, now wait, one more. Okay. Do you have one more? One more. Hagen Doss is also releasing yogurt. Denny talked to about yogurt earlier. Mm-hmm. They are now getting away from ice cream, going into some yogurt. So you'll see some of their new yogurts, vanilla bean, strawberry, coffee, lemon, blueberry, black tray, all of that are going to be in the grocery aisles at your local grocery. Okay. Fun. Now, before yeah. we talk about what we're eating, there are strawberry festivals. It's strawberry month. Oh, I'm so Strawberry festivals all over the state. And the one you on Monument farms. Circle? Oh, crazy yeah. Packed. It was crazy. Well, the U-Pick Farm Strawberry Pickin' Time at Spencer Farms in Noblesville, Waterman's Family Farm on Raymond, Driving Wind Farm uh, at uh, 4610 Michigan Road, Zinkberry Farm in Morgantown, they've got blueberries mid-June, Landis Farms in Danville, their strawberry festival is today. And then next Sunday, and it's also next Sunday, today and also next Sunday, and they're doing wagon rides and live music and strawberry treats. There's nothing better when you pick... A, a fresh fruit. We used to do it with no. blueberries. Wait, 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 wait. You pick it? You pick it. That's And Kylan, cool. the taste is unbelievable, and especially blueberries. And blueberries are picked fresh off of a bush or a tree or whatever it is. And at I least them. 60% of what you pick make oh, it back to the price, it does. price point because you eat them all the Oh, time. you eat them all. They're, they're sweet. They're a little bit even of a different color, but we've got U-Pick farms all over. And again, we've got strawberry festivals all over the state too, but these are some of your, your U-Pick strawberries right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's exciting. Um, well, my throat is filled with ice cream. Denny is doing a you pick your own ice cream. He's digging back into the little tub. This is good. Oh my gosh! It, no, we it's gone. That little half pint is it's done. Gone. Yeah, we went three ways, and that's not going home. This is bluebell. This, this is bluebell, and this is Dr Pepper cream. And Utah, it's like a cream soda. You know, like a dream sickle. Mm-hmm. Only it's a dream sickle with Dr Pepper. Mm-hmm. Like a float. Kai, good I've choice. I've never choice. had Dr Pepper floats. Just in general, it's always been a root beer float mm-hmm. for me. So just having this in general is a nice introduction to Dr Pepper. It's Dr. a great Pepper. collaboration between the it's two. It's good. You know, Dr Pepper. You can cook a lot with Dr Pepper. You uh, can put Dr Pepper, make it into a barbecue sauce, and put it on your ribs. And you can also put it in what? your chili. And Dr Pepper just adds a little bit of a different ten sweetness. two and four. It's really Very good. Interesting. Something I really like about this Bluebell ice cream is that it takes away the soda factor of it because for me. I don't like drinking bubbly <laughs> soda. It, that's what kills me on it. I love the creaminess of the, well you know, done, the actual Kai. ice so cream. Good. So well done, Blue Bell. Did y'all have fun today? I'm what a great day. So it's my time. birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Denny Paul. Thanks. Thanks to all of our great guests, Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips, real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Real Estate. Thank you. Who's your home values? 2023.com. Have a great week ahead. We'll talk to you next week on 93 WIBC. No. Why I'm easy I'm easy like Sunday morning yeah. That's why I'm easy